Coming to you live is the Auto Hub Show, changing automotive one show at a time with Ian and Jeff. And here we go. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to uh, the Auto Hub Show here at. That's right. And by the way, we're streaming live. So, what's going on in Vegas? Isn't staying in Vegas, obviously. Uh, we have another guest in our ambush interviews, and uh, this time he's got the backdrop of the Repo Man and Ian and uh, Sean Kelly. Sean, could you introduce yourself? Tell us about your company and uh, what's going on. Guys, for uh, for having me and having me do all I, I love how you call the ambition. That's fantastic. So that's an honor to be on your show. I'm Sean Kelly, Carvis Coach. I'm the CEO of Car Motivators. We are a leadership development company specific to the automotive space. We help automotive leaders achieve great results through their people and technology with a unique approach to people problems. So tell me, you just mentioned unique approach. What other than us, where where <laughs> we sneak <laughs> we sneak up on you, unique? Um, what is unique about your product? Yeah, exactly. Well, we are actually. Um, I guess one of the reasons why I got into coaching as opposed to training, so to speak, was because I felt like the industry has a lot of training, and, and there's a lot of people at the dealerships that are really good at their job. That there's a little, there's kind of diminishing returns on training once people reach a certain plateau, and I like to be a coach of the uh, of, of pro athletes. You know, you know, it's like they're between coaching little league or, or professional sports, right? So coaches, I get to work with uh, the top industry leaders, uh, A players in the game, and ultimately that's just more rewarding. You know, the, the training, um, it's it's built for scale on them, right? So. You buy a platform, there's 75 other dealerships in your PMA taking the same training, and then when you stop taking that training, uh, they take away your login for the portal, and that's it. And then how much of it has actually been retained? So with us, what we do differently, everything we do is customized for you and designed to empower you. And we, we, have, an, we have a top down and a grassroots approach, so we give executive coaching to the senior leaders of the dealerships. And then we also customize everything and we align the team around what vision of the uh, senior leaders want. So it's very hands-on, it's very in-depth, and uh, we support them, check in along the way. Whereas training is like, hey, here's your training, take your class, and then let's cut it in. Well, I really like the fact that you're actually coaching the leaders versus just everybody else because that's a recurring thing that we're hearing. The leaders are like, yeah, you know who I am. And uh, before Ian uh, asked the next question, at lunch we were sitting there and uh, Rennie Sejas from uh, Paulie said, did you know that Tiger Woods had 20 coaches or 22 coaches? No marriage coach. <laughs> I thought he was actually referring to his 22 uh, remote coaches oh. <laughs> and his remote visits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
experience of management, and then I just took a little paper out of the machine, um, and did have the pleasure of this conference on Sunday morning, uh, to put that auto conference on quite interesting. But I guess my question would be, what's your, you know, top five things that you think most leaders not motive should not have been well, I think it just goes back to creating a winning culture. And, you know, number one is, is communication is, is the foundation for success. So without communication, you have to really have nothing. So you got to start off by, you know, opening up the channels. Like, what? how does each person on my team want to be engaged? When there's an issue, how do they want me, the individuals want me to bring it up to them? Also, is the man, am I, as a manager, open to the feedback from my team? Because it, you have to... You have to leverage the leadership, you have to leverage the law of reciprocity. And if I, the leader, am not open to hearing my team's expectations and views and, and where I could be better as a leader, then why would they want to be open to my suggestions? Don't do it because I'm their boss, but are they doing it because they follow? That's a difference. So communication is number Number two would be alignment to the direction of the company. Every, every great leader has a vision for success and clarifies that for their team and gets the team excited about it. And when their team's excited about the vision and, and they know what they need to contribute to that vision, um, then that's where you start getting into clear expectations. And that's the third thing I'd say. It's setting clear expectations around you know, people's roles and what the minimum expectations are and what, what a win and success really looks like. So you, you don't mean just sell more cars? No, not, I mean, no, not this, that's a clear vision. Right. Sell more cars. Right, yeah, sell more cars. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, that's, and that's the result of all the stuff we're talking about here. And if you focus on the process, the result is very And And to that point is the last thing, which is this, I would say, value of people. It's, you know, how much time are you investing? How well do you know every person on your team? Do you know their spouse's names, their kids' names, what they do for fun? Whether, do you know what they want to accomplish most? Do, do you help them understand the impact they have on everyone else around them in the their business? And if a leader makes, you know, separates the management routine and stuff, right? Like logging deals, updating, making sure the CRM's up to date, saving deal meetings, you know, TOing customers, that's all you have to right? You have a leadership What does that look like? You know, how, what type of coaching session are you having with your team? How often are you coaching them? Um, what, what wins have you been able to celebrate and contribute to those sessions? So that's what separates the leader from just the other person. Yeah, what? I could talk about this the whole day. You're asking awesome questions. Thank you. Well, in the old days, we'd separate say separate the men from the boys, but uh, we don't do that anymore. But I want to go back to this to talking about the uh, the the leader coaching because you know one of our earlier uh, conversations today, you know. I asked a question and I said, you know, we, we we're on the topic of, of salesperson turnover. And it was, you know, why is that? Who's, who's really, where does the buck really stop with the dealerships? We, we, who's really responsible and how do they, whoever that is, which I know the answer, how do they get better? At the end of the day, you know, the saying people don't quit their jobs, they quit their leaders is true, but there is some degree of healthy turnover, right? So, and I think one of the key ones is talking about it. It's like, okay, if I'm bringing someone into my Purdue basketball team, and I know they're only going to be with me for a year, and then they want to go to the NBA, if I help them get there, is that good or bad? If they quit and go to the NBA, and that's a question for you guys. What are your thoughts? Well, it's I obviously think it's better that they've gone on to the NBA. Yes, absolutely. And think about that type of player that you get by helping them achieve a 
result like that. So where I'm going with it is that, you know, if the, there's healthy turnover, then that's what we should try to create. And ultimately, what's the manager's, this is the coaching question I ask managers all the time, what's your process for turning around on the performance? Um, and, and how much time do you give them? And, how, and then at what point do you shake hands and part ways as friends or, or, or solve the issue? And then it goes back to the communication thing, right? When there's a, a culture issue or a barrier, something that's holding their success back, do they trust you enough and do they feel like you have the care and concern and, and capacity to help them with that? Um, in a perfect world, you're touching base with your employees regularly, you're, you're finding out for the questions when they need help and you're addressing those issues as they come. Um, so at the end of the day, if people are quitting on you, and I struggled with it for years before, so it's not like I'm like a perfect angel. I, I, I learned the hard way, but, but that's the key. Thing. I learned from my failures and from my turnover. And I learned what how to find out what motivates people and how to lead each person individually and coach them up. And uh, and that's what I want to help managers do. So at the end of the day, who's responsible? It's whoever uh, the dealer decides is, which is usually the, the middle management, I would say. And, and then who's responsible for holding the middle managers accountable for turnover? Are you even measuring turnover? Definitely an opportunity. I think very, what I find very few dealers measure turnover. Once we start coaching them, they do. But they actually measure that. Yeah, I mean, what we find, and we talk to dealers at scale, we talk to software scale. I was actually there today on uh, recon, which is kind of interesting. Uh, of course, we both worked in dealerships, and I think part of the challenge that you see, to your point, is yeah, some dealerships are going to mess with people that would build that culture to work. And some dealerships just exactly going to be 60% Then they complain about how to replace those and not giving them the tools they need to actually be successful. So I think part of it is also, I'm going to lose some stuff. But what am I doing to invest in those people uh, to make them better so they don't leave? But more importantly, that they see the value in their company. When you look at the current marketplace today, our dealers seem to be doing everything right despite themselves, that I think is going to shift. Um, obviously, they, they should be investing right now in training and coaching, but they don't seem to be because they think suddenly that they've got it all figured out. So that, I think, is the Challenge facing the industry right now, but maybe Yeah, Ian, you know, it's crazy. I think the, the hardest part of what I did is trying to help dealers and the, the, leaders, the managers of these dealers understand what it even is. Because, like, we've all grown up in the car business, right? So, a lot of people do want to skin our leader. So, we've been, you know, our managers tell us what to do, sell us what to do, and then get pissed off enough and yell at us to get to do something. Yeah. And, and because we really haven't, coaching is really it's leadership. So it's kind of a new premise. So I think it's really important that dealers are trying to keep up to speed. Just like you keep up to speed with the latest and greatest technology, yeah. you also need to keep stay up to speed with the, with the way you know, we should be leading people in time. Yeah, Jim, maybe you can speak a little bit to your venture where you have a, a mentee who's also your partner in a use car and how that's going. How, how do you feel the coaching Um, You know, you can lead a horse to water. But, you know, he, I've coached this guy for a long time. He's one of my salespeople, and uh, he's got a great entrepreneurial spirit, and it's a little used car lot. But it, it's a challenge, and I know that. I've always, I, I always felt I was a coach. You know, who knows if I really was? I think I was, but, you know. And 
it is tough because you got somebody that says, look, I'm going to start from the ground up. I opened up my own place. I put my own money in it. I am the boss, never been a boss. I am the boss and I want it this way, you know, and, um, I know you're going to, I know you must run into that. I know there's a challenge for you because right now, and this is what we're hearing right now. It's not, I don't need that. I, last year in the year, last year, I made more money than ever. And the year before it was, I made more money than ever. And I'm not paying anything. I have no expenses and I don't really need to add an expense. So how do you lead those horses to water and make them drink? Everyone wants more of something. And that's what it boils down to. And the further out you go, and the bigger the, the, the vision for success, and the more clarity you have on it, then the, the more help you can give someone. So I would say start with the end in mind. You'll sit down with that person and find out, like, hey, if everything went perfectly for you over the next three years, what would success look like? Where would, what would you do, be doing more of? I'm sharing some of my favorite coaching plans yeah. around this. What would, what would you be doing less of? Um, you know, what would make work more fulfilling for you? Um, how do you feel? What other skills would you have mastered? Where else could you, pop, would, could you possibly want to go? And, if, and you find out what they want more of, and then dis discuss if helping them get there makes sense. And then moving forward, every time you need to engage that dealer, that person, that employee, you can recruit them to your conversation using that information. Can I share an specific example? By all means. Okay, so, uh, so there was this 30-month sales consultant named Bill in New Jersey. Now he's been promoted and he's a manager. Um, he's a phenomenal human being and a great professional. But Gil wanted to have an amazing, have an awesome wedding for his, his wife, and they were engaged. He was fiance at the time. He wanted to get her a, an awesome engagement. He was already selling a ton of money, making a ton of money. But when I found that out, I was like, so how? Okay, so for that vision to become reality, you know, how much more, how many more cars do you need to sell? And he kind of came up with a number. Like, how would you go about doing that? And he's like, well, you know what? I, I don't use Facebook marketing enough. And, so as a result of this conversation, Gil started his whole personal brand, you know, reactivated his Facebook page, get a car from Gil, became his hashtag branding, and that led to you know, video testimonies from customers he's posting online and, and referrals, and it all goes back to what does Gil want more of? It's already successful, but what does he want more of? We're humans, and we all want great, and that's something that we should uh, I mean, imagine what that means when you help other people get more of what they want and, and less of what they don't want. Oh yeah, no, I I think that's uh, that's tremendous. I I like to where do you want to be in three years, and of course this is goes back to the old days when we hired people. Where do you where, where do you picture yourself in five years? You know, well, I want to have a Ferrari. I want to live on the hill and a Rolex. Did you have a coach in you after all? Oh yes, I do. <laughs> I figured with your awesome question. Ah, uh, stop it! You're right. It's always, it's always, it's always nice to meet other people. Yeah, and we also had a. Word. <laughs> Maybe a shift in the process, or that's not part of your shift in the process from the tension of the service. Obviously, multiple shifts as you can to the lack of Do you think all of the shifts have some 
force them to eventually realize that maybe they don't go anymore. That's a great pain and discomfort can certainly cause someone to decide they need to I couldn't agree more. I, I think that we are a really unique time and change is happening faster than ever. And, and none of us knows what's wrong. And you know what? In reality, we never can. I was looking back last year in December, December 3rd, right? right I, I mean, I, I had plans. I was going to be on vacation this day, and I was going to travel this day and go to work the next day. And all that crap got thrown up in a bill when I decided to make this. Really from what we have control of, which is driving positive change in our business through our leadership. And that's what, that's what coaching does. When, when the leaders learn how to find out what everyone wants to know is create a vision for success, align the team for that, get them excited, um, and then clarify those expectations, make people respond to them in a positive and supportive way, uh, with open communication, online, and you can't not succeed. But now you're proactively driving change and growth with your company, and you're staying ahead of the changes that would happen to you if you sat on your back. Keister. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we have the same word, Keister. Like, who you have Exactly. No, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to be with us. Uh, very nice to meet you in person. That's the, that's the beauty of all this stuff. Uh, I did discover you're not four inches tall. Um, you're a little bit taller than that. And uh, what a what a great uh, a great business. I think it's uh, truly like you said. There's a lot of trainers. Uh, we have a a trainer on our sponsor team, and uh, uh, he's you know an entertainer trainer. But uh, coaching is is a big deal. And I think that's one of the things that uh, dealerships are challenged with right now tremendously because at the moment things are going well. Unfortunately, we all think that there's the, the operators, be they be general managers, partners, group CEOs, whatever you call them, are people with that in that idea in their head that they have to get better because things, it's going to stop being easier. It can't be, it can't get any easier than now. And coaching's a big deal. And, you know, the old saying is, if you want money to grow, invest it today. Yeah, and, and the other famous saying is, if you want uh, to invest it yourself, uh, no, thanks for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. And I hope uh, you have a great event here. Are you going to be here for a digital dealer as well? I have so many projects around. Unfortunately, I have to fly out tomorrow. But okay. I, uh, man, I am so glad we got to meet you in person. Thank you guys for having me on the show. It's an honor. Thank you. And we're out. Thanks for joining us. It was a great show and follow us anywhere you would like on your favorite podcast on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and of course on our YouTube or subscribe to our own channel.